Welcome to Ask the Security Guy. I am Holly Magnuson, and today is Wednesday, February 13th, 2019. And if I remember correctly, this is episode number 40, Sean. Wow. We've been so, doing this a while. We've been doing this a while. Um, just a couple of housekeeping tips. Um, you should see a chat box um, to the right, I believe it is, of our screen. Um, feel free, if you've got questions as we go along, to ask those. Uh, we will definitely want to answer though any questions you may have on all of the topics we're going to talk about this morning. Um, as I was chatting earlier in the box, there is pretty much a 20 to 30 second delay from when we're actually saying something till you see it. So, you know, please forgive us if we're a little, you know, slow in responding. Um, but first things first, we've got a couple of public service announcements. Let's start with the latest and greatest with Apple FaceTime. Okay. So if you're subscribed to APU News, you saw the notices we put out about um, the vulnerability with Apple FaceTime. You may have heard in the news that Apple um, turned off its group FaceTime server. Um, it has since turned it back on. And they've also, Apple has released a patch. Um, now, I don't have an Apple device, um, but uh, people are telling me that they're not getting alerted that the update is available. So if you uh, if you are not getting the alert that the update's available, uh, go out to your settings and go check for new updates, um, and it will find it and download it and patch that flaw with, with FaceTime, um, which was a pretty interesting one. Yes. Now, uh, along with that, um, Apple uh, found and patched, with the help of Google, oddly, uh, two more zero-day vulnerabilities uh, in this patch as well that are very important. Uh, the first one was reported to Apple privately by Google. Uh, Google security researchers found the vulnerability that basically <coughs> allows an application to gain uh, root or administrator privileges on your device. Um, normally, the way Apple works and Android works is they run these apps in security controlled containers. Uh, this vulnerability allows an application to break out of that and run as the system level, which is kind of God mode on the device, allowing it to do all kinds of damage and eavesdrop on things and get into your stuff. Yeah, pretty much a bad news all the way. Right. So when Google notified Apple of that, Apple investigated, confirmed it. And in, during their investigation, found another vulnerability along that same line that allowed even more escalated privileges than the one Google had found. So both have been fixed in this patch along with the FaceTime issue. Uh, so that's out there and available. Yeah. Um, the email that we sent out from the support center um, gives you steps on how to you know, to check. Um, hopefully most of you know how to check for updates on your, your Mac or your um, I, iOS device. Um, the other thing we wanted to mention and talk about for our APU community, community people is the um, significant increase we have had in what's called spear phishing. Um, Sean, I'll go ahead and put you on the spot since you love talking about this stuff. Um, go ahead and define for us uh, quickly how what is spear phishing. So spear phishing is the idea that somebody has taken the time to research a department or a organization and figure out key people or key financial people or people with um, purchase authority, usually budget managers or VPs or some, especially people in payroll, that payroll people are just the target all the time. Um, 
but even more so right now. Um, as with many organizations, APU is seeing an uptick in spear phishing, which means somebody's taking the time to cruise through our website, identify key personnel. Maybe they've done some research. Maybe they've compromised an account, looked at the contacts in their account. It's hard to say where they get this information, but it's not hard to find it either. Um, with that, they send an email pretending to be from the CFO or the CIO or a president or the president <laughs> to people who report to that person saying, I need a gift card with a thousand dollars on it and send it to this address. So now what's interesting is for us, the most common thread we're seeing is people's APU IDs. Um, so, um, H. Magnuson with these names. Okay, so mm -hmm. for your shoes, it would be H. Magnuson. But it's not coming from an at APU address. It's coming from an at my.com. Mm -hmm. um, that was the biggest uh, commonality we've seen. We took some steps to um, deal with that. Uh, so there should be a downturn. However, there is nothing to stop um, hackers or people who do spear phishing from spoofing or faking the from address. Yeah. They can make it look like it's from John Wallace or Holly Magnuson or Sean Corman. Um, so if you get one of these emails and you're not sure, one, send it to spam at apu.edu and someone will get back to you within 24 hours on what it is. Mm -hmm. um, if that is not soon enough or if it's more urgent, send it over to ISO at apu.edu uh, we'll review it there, um, or you can contact Holly or I uh, directly if it's a, an urgent matter, and we'll take a look at it for you. Um, generally, you never, ever, ever want to respond to one of these in the same way. So don't hit reply and say, is this really you? Because the guy on the other end, if it's not the actual user, of course, he's going to say, oh, yes, of course, it's me. Mm -hmm. um, call them. Walk over to their office something out of what we call out of band. Um, out of band meaning use a different communication mechanism than what you were contacted in. Uh, this is also true on Facebook. It's true on your personal accounts. It's true on Twitter. It's true on your phone. <coughs> um, we're seeing a, a sharp uptick in, in phone phishing as well. Uh, fake calls from the IRS, from the healthcare plan. Uh, from Social Security. Social Security especially now in tax season, uh, we're going to see a sharp uptick, and we've already seen a sharp uptick in tax-related stuff mm -hmm. as we go through uh, to get to middle of April. Uh, this this yeah. is the... This is the season. It is the season for fake IRS stuff. Um, so. And as a reminder, the IRS doesn't use email. Um, I, they're not going to call you. Uh, so just always be overly cautious when it comes to your money. Yeah. It's good to be suspicious and untrusting. And I just want to personally just say a big thank you. Uh, many of our APU community people have been recognizing these spear phishing emails and sending them to us. Um, and I, I'm so grateful to the work Absolutely. that you guys are doing because you're protecting our information. So yeah. thank you very much. Uh, we, I love seeing them. 
you know, even if I've seen them before, I love seeing them come in mm -hmm. because more importantly, what that tells us is you all seeing it, you're aware, you're asking the right questions, you're alert, and you're watching. And all of those are crucial things for every one of us. We are the first line of defense as people. Technology is a secondary defense. Yeah. So with that, let's move on <laughs> <laughs> to a topic that I find fascinating. <laughs> But anyway, and that is how do I learn what kind of information is out there about me? Well, that's a <coughs> kind of a multi-layered answer. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> so researching yourself online is, is generally considered a good practice. You always want to know what's out there about you. Uh, has your identity been compromised? Have you or your alter ego been doing nefarious things uh, that may cause you trouble in the job market or reputational damage or financial damage uh, in the fact that you can't get a loan or you're, you go to buy a house and you find out your credit's been trashed or even worse, uh, making terroristic threats online that, have, that weren't you but somebody impersonating you and next thing you know, you have somebody from a three-letter agency standing at your doorstep asking you questions. That would not be a good thing. Um, that has happened and does happen. Uh, if threats are made online, someone's going to be on your doorstep asking you about it, um, usually from some form of three-letter agency. Um, so just bear that in mind. Um, so the, it used to be simple. Used to be uh, just oh, I'll just Google my name or right. I'll just Google my email address or I'll Google. And that's a place to start at least. But it, it still is. However, it's not as simple as it used to be. Yeah. So, if you're a Chrome user, for instance, um, you you want to open an incognito window um, and do your searches for yourself there. The reason for that is. Um, if you search from your normal browser, the one you're logged into your email and that kind of thing every day, your browser has cookies on it that have a lot of information about you already. And Google, in their infinite wisdom, will use that information to tailor your search results in a way that they think matters to you. In this case, it's not helpful because they may show you information about you that's really not really relevant to what you're trying to accomplish with this whole idea of searching yourself online. Um, so that's where, that's where using incognito, I think Firefox is a similar tool. Yeah. So is private, Explorer. Private browser. Uh -huh. um, use those tools and then start searching for your name. Um, use variants of your name. Uh, if you have a nickname or a, a, a variation of your name that you commonly go by, try that. Um, use your full name, uh, first, middle, and last. Try that. Um, it's interesting. When I did this, I actually found my alter ego lives in Austin, Texas. And uh, mm -hmm. actually looks like me, which is kind of weird. Uh, doppelganger. Yeah. Um, but, and it turns out we are actually related uh, way, way back in the family tree. Uh, but, you know, there, there's another one of me in the, in the Midwest, and there's another one of me further east, too. And if you have a common name or a common last name, you'll, you will find lots of variations of yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, what you want to pay attention to, though, is that the ones that are about you, that you can identify as you, 
um, are accurate. And if they aren't, depends on the information source. You may or may not be able to fix it, but you at least want to try. So that's the, the common, commonly available stuff. Yeah. Google will show you what's you know out there in blogs and, and basic stuff. Social media, however, is kind of a black hole. So Twitter and Facebook are not going to show up in a Google search. So if you have <coughs> social media accounts, you're going to want to go into those social media accounts and start searching around within those accounts for yourself as well. And then lastly, there are free tools out there. Um, many of them are legitimate, a few aren't, um, but they're pretty easy to spot. Uh, that allow you to do what they call reputation-based searches. And they, some of them will ask for your social media credentials. This is why you need to be extremely careful which one you choose. Um, there is one that, that I have vetted that uh, we'll include in the show notes for our listeners. Um, and what it does is it, it goes through the public and private social media listings within whatever tool that you're in and looks for and weighs out reputational either damage or neutral or good and gives you kind of a rating scale. Um, and then a lot of those tools will also search public records. Uh, so bankruptcy, liens, home mortgage, uh, anything that's a public record, uh, divorce decrees, etc. Um, marriage certificates, those are all public information that can be searched. Um, so there's a lot of information out there, and that's why it's so easy to build a profile on people, because so much of our information is already out in the wind. Um, and that, so when people wonder, well, how did you know this about me? Um, and, I, and my favorite thing is people who tell me, well, I don't even have a computer in my house, so there's no presence. I have no presence online. Well, actually, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have quite a presence online, because even though you may not use a computer, all of the organizations on the planet that you interact with, your power company, your waste management, your gas, your I mean, tax records, your marriage certificates, marriage certificates, certificates like it's all out there. It's all online. Um, so all of that's out there and it's searchable. You just want to verify that that which is associated with you is true and accurate and tells the story you want to tell. Now, one of the things that, that's because we live in an ever-changing world, more and more things like college applications, house loans, job applications, etc., take into consideration how you appear online. Um, so if you're looking at a job or you're looking at a loan or you're looking at being involved in some organization um, or if you're interested in volunteering, know that some of those organizations run a background check on you, which includes your social media presence. Um, so it's good for you to know what they'll see before they see it. Um, and it's also good to know what what's out there because you may there may be stuff out there that you just don't want out there. And it might be as simple as just changing a, a privacy setting on social media. Um, and then lastly, and this is a little more on the, the techie geeky side, you can do image searches. Um, so if you upload an image of yourself using Google, uh, you can basically search for your likeness in published images. Uh, it's a, a mixed bag of results. Uh, you, you may find uh, 
your doppelganger out there as well mm -hmm. uh, is by doing so. Um, but it's a fun thing to try. Um, what's interesting now, you know, among millennials, for instance, uh, current stats are 66% of millennials are concerned that information about them online may negatively affect their reputation. 43% of millennials admit to being negatively affected by information about them online. And 57% of millennials surveyed have changed their opinion about someone based on content they saw online. So this is a growing trend. Um, and, you know, as we, we saw in the news, there's this whole big thing about fake news mm -hmm. the past year or so. Um, and some of it's true, some of it's not. Um, some of it's fake. And some of it's fake. <laughs> Sorry, some yes. of it's not. Um, and it's really difficult to parse out which is which in some cases. Um, but remember, information online does not have to be true. It just has to be there. So <clears throat> if you have a concern about something that's posted about you or about your organization or about your family or et cetera, it's worth digging into and checking out and contacting the relative parties involved. But if you just if you don't get involved, you don't know what's going on, it will eventually find you. Uh, so it's much better to get out in front of it and figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, I believe there's also a few paid services out there that you can dig there into. There are. Um, interestingly, um, a number of the background check services that mm -hmm. companies use are available for individuals as well. Yeah. And you can run, uh, actually, you can run a full background check on yourself using um, one of the tools that's in TELUS. Okay. Um, and there's a few others out there that are in the, in the paid genre. Um, they provide a wealth of information, but again, they're based off public information. Right. They're just kind of doing a lot of the legwork for you. Right. Now, they do include uh, criminal background checks. Yeah. So that's also helpful. Yeah. The one I played with, I mean, it was very, very detailed. And I, I went as far as plugging in a credit card. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not giving you yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I've, I've actually... I've tried several of them, and I have tried their paid services. Um, and if you, so for instance, uh, if you're concerned about your child, for instance, because we've talked about how child identity theft is uh, mm -hmm. rampant and growing, yeah. um, it actually is not a bad practice to use one of these background check tools on your children yeah. to verify that their identities have not been stolen. So if all of a sudden you see your five-year-old has a criminal record, it might be for something more than stealing cookies in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so you might, you know, that's something you want to check into. Sorry, you get a question there. Um, I, I'm going to respond to the, the question. Okay. It's, it's, it's <laughs> a, a question, you know, they want to know if this info is going to be available in a PDF. And um, I think I could make that happen. Yeah, we can so, yeah. publish a PDF for this. Um, and again, I mean, the, the primary idea here is more and more and more society is based on your online reputation. So in, in, our, in the world we live in, we've, it has always been reputation based in one way or another. You know, a good carpenter. Yeah. You know, a good handyman. All of that's reputation based. You know, I know so-and-so is really trustworthy, so I'll talk to them about X, Y, or Z. 
or you, you have a friend. I know I can count on this friend to help and when I'm always in a pinch. Mm-hmm. All of that's reputation. So your online reputation, because more and more people are searching online before they do anything else, establishes or kills trust and people's perception of you and your reliability or your trustworthiness or your integrity. Yeah. Some basic things. Yeah, and like I say, being conscious of what what's out there about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I there is another young lady. She's you know several years younger than I am, with the exact same name as mine, mm-hmm. and she has Grand Theft Auto on her record in Florida. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird to you know see her mugshot and yeah you know, all that. I didn't know so, you were in, in GTA. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not. But <laughs> the crazy thing, the last time I checked on her she now lives in central california that's kind of scary yeah but i think she's cleaned up her act of not stealing cars anymore well hopefully yeah okay are you sure that's not you yes i'm very sure okay i've never been to florida nor have i stolen a car no i'm not stolen (laughs) (laughs) Um, i love which one of those you had to think about (laughs) okay a good question here um what do you know about the mylife.com website? Are they legit? Mylife.com. Let's see. I'm you, may sure. have, you may have, you know, yeah, given something. I'm pretty sure I looked at that recently. Um, let's see. I would have to get back to you on that. Uh, this looks familiar based on one of the, I've looked at several recently. Um, but I will absolutely check it out and get back to the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead, um, because I don't recognize. I can't. The picture's too tiny for me to see who you are, um, and uh, it's to Shell Rock is the username. So if you will go ahead and email me your email address to iso at ap.edu, I'll make sure to get get that information to you. All right. We'll definitely take a look at that for you. Yeah, I'm not you know familiar with my life, but well, and there's there's other services out there. One's called Domain.me. Uh, which allows you to register your own domain name and kind of take control of your online presence. Um, there's uh, recommendations out there about starting a blog that helps control and present yourself uh, as you and your interests. Um, be careful with these things because, again, if you put the information out there, you have to keep it up to date. Um, so otherwise it gets stale or corrupted or make it get taken down. And be sure that's something you want to invest time in. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? No other questions. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm responding back to you. Um, so monitoring our, our social media, mm-hmm. incognito window yep. to uh, Google ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have some other potential sources that, you know, in the show notes when yeah. I uh, post this uh, after posting you too. Yeah. And there are free and paid tools that will yeah. include in that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, next month, as long as we don't have a right turn that happens, <laughs> you know, too soon, uh, we're going to be talking about a question. I, uh, one of our listeners sent a question wanting to know more about smart TVs. Oh, fun. And so... Sean's going to do his homework on smart TVs between now and our 
the hopefully the first Wednesday of March, which should be the sixth, if I can, you know, keep things straight. You know, the biggest question I get about smart TVs is my TV watching me. Yep. And so we're going to answer that question. Actually, Sean's going to answer that question. I'm just going to sit there going, wow. <laughs> so um, anyway, that does it, I think. There's no other questions. If you have a question or you think of one later, um, you can send that to ISO at APU.edu. Uh, Sean and I both see that account, and the one who's most capable will um, you know, answer that, which will probably be Sean. Um, and thank you to um, to Shell Rock. She just sent me her email address so I can make sure to follow right. up with her. Um, and with that, I think we can say goodbye. All right. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Have a great day.